This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome. This is the Story Power Marketing Show. And this episode is for you if you ever sit in front of your computer screen hoping to write an email or a blog post or some other piece of marketing content and you feel stuck. If you think, what the heck should I write today? It's one of the big questions I hear all the time from people. They ask, Tom, where do you come up with all of those ideas for your stories? So my guest and I are going to tell you. But first, as always, I'm going to kick off the episode with a story. It's a story about a stupid man, a big, hairy, venomous spider, and an Australian toilet, which is why I call this episode How I Found a Kick-Ass Story in an Australian Toilet. The story begins a few years back when I was running an email marketing company called MarketVolt. And several times a week, I sent to my email clients and prospects story-powered emails. And the idea was to provide informative, entertaining content that would inspire readers to consider email marketing if they weren't already doing it, or consider MarketVolt if they were using a different tool. So I'd like to share with you one of those emails now because it's an email that will help you get this idea of how to find the story. It's an email that's a story within a story about discovering stories. Oh, here is that email. My pal, Adam Kreitman, and I both write story-driven emails with marketing lessons. Occasionally, we challenge one another by sharing a story that might be a strange or saucy or whatever, and then daring the other to turn it into a meaningful email. Adam dropped one of those challenges on me yesterday. His text message read, turn this into an email, followed by a link to a story on Reddit. I knew the challenge would be great when I received this warning after clicking the link. NSFW content. (laughs) NSFW means not safe for work. The content may not be appropriate to view in some situations. I hesitated, but then I thought, (laughs) how can I resist? I looked over both shoulders and I clicked. To continue the story. Here's the abridged version. Search Reddit if you want to read the entire thing in all of its NSFW glory. Some dude in Australia takes a bathroom break at work. He's sitting on the can and he has finished his business, but he decides to hang around a bit longer because as he puts it, he's being, quote, paid to shit. 
While surfing the internet on his phone, he feels something strange. Turns out a giant huntsman spider, also known as a giant crab spider, (laughs) had been lying in the bowl when the dude sat down. Now the spider, which is the size of his hand, has hopped from the bowl to, well, let's just say the spider landed on a place where angry spiders ought not tread. Did I mention that huntsman spiders are aggressive and venomous? So paid to shit guy leaps from the can, lets out a a banshee whale and knocks the aggressive venomous big as his hand spider from his privates. In the process, he racks himself. Spider dead, dude writhing in agony. There's more to the story, but those are the juicy bits. Now for some lessons. Oh, so many. The storyteller shared the most obvious one. Look before you sit on the can. I would add that's especially important if you're in a place with giant venomous spiders. But I don't write these emails to share toilet tips. I write them to share marketing tips. So here goes with a few of those. This story proves once again that people read their phones just about anywhere on the can, in bed, in places of worship, while driving, etc., etc. I'm not condoning this. I'm just spreading the news. And for marketers, it's good news. Countless surveys have tracked email reading habits. Here are some of the stats that have caught my eyes over the years. 78% of those surveyed check email in the bathroom. 20% check email at weddings. 15% check email at funerals. 9% check email first thing after intimate relations. You know the word for it. I just can't say it here because the spam filters would go crazy. The numbers may vary year to year, but the story is clear. Some people, lots of people are addicted to checking email. If your market, or excuse me, if you market your business with email, that's great news. But don't forget, You're not alone, so you have to make your emails more relevant and entertaining and informative if you want to capture readers' attention. Readers have short attention spans, especially when they're doing business, sitting in a church, driving, whatever. If you don't market your business with email, why not? These stats alone remind us that email remains one of the most relevant and popular communication channels. People spend tons of time on their phones and computers in all kinds of places. Their eyes are on their inbox. If your emails are not there, you're missing a great opportunity. So there it is. Challenge met, I think, Adam. If you're reading, how'd I do? And you, dear reader, what do you think? As always, I welcome your comments and feedback. Also, if you happen to read this while in the bathroom or at a funeral or in bed, let me know. We'll have a good laugh. I promise I won't say told you so, and I won't tell anyone. P.S. If you'd like to discover how to capture the attention of all of your prospects who are reading email on the can or in so many other places, click here to schedule a free strategy session with me. And there you have it, the end of the email that reveals, as the name of this episode says, how I found a kick-ass story in an Australian toilet. 
which leads me to today's guest, the one and only Adam Kreitman, the guy who challenged me to write about the stupid guy, the hairy spider, the Australian toilet. Adam Kreitman is among the best copywriters I know, the best search marketing guys I know, and one of the smartest marketers in general I know. And he is the founder and the president of Words That Click. We're going to spend some time today trading some stories about stories that we found. He used to write these amazing emails every single day. Sadly, you can't sign up now. He's not sending them anymore. He's doing business on his own and email is not part of what he does. But we're going to share some stories about emails that we've created in the past, how we've come up with story ideas and get out pad, paper, your note uh, taking app, whatever it is you do, take notes because you're going to come up with some great inspiration for how to find stories as Adam and I share these stories. So Adam, welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you, Tom. And you definitely rose to the challenge on that email. Yeah. You know, when you, when you sent me that text with, with that one, um, uh, I thought to myself, wow, what am I going to do with this one? But, you know, it didn't take long for me to, to work it in. You, I, you've sent me a couple where I've just thought <laughs> to myself, nah, no thanks. Not going to do it. <laughs> um, and, and in, in fact, <laughs> in fact, uh, I don't I don't know what the the uh, police at at Apple or Google or Spotify uh, are all about on this stuff, but I probably shouldn't even mention some of the stuff that you <laughs> sent to me and, and said, turn this into an email. Uh, well, so, I, I, I do think it goes both ways. Don't, don't, don't make me yeah, I, I, the I, only bad guy here. I, I do. <laughs> I, I, I think I have stumped you as well. But, uh, you know, before we before we got on this call and we were discussing what we were going to do in this episode, I asked you to dig into your archives, look at some of those old emails that you wrote and share a few examples of how you discover stories. So why don't you pull one out and, and let us know where it came from? Sure. Well, my favorite, my go-to is the source that I sent you that story from is yeah. Reddit. It's a social media site. Uh, there's a lot of junk there. Um, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, but if you know where to look, there is gold. Uh, the stories that people share, the comments that people share about those stories, uh, funny, insightful, uh, some like deeply thoughtful, uh, thought-provoking comments. Like it just it runs the gamut. So that's a great source, and I have. I've used single posts from Reddit and turned them into like a week of, uh, of emails just from that one post. And actually some of my favorite ones are uh, doing just that. So uh, there was one I remember where it was like, tell us about the worst tantrum your toddler has ever thrown. <laughs> 
And the stories yeah. were just great. My favorite one was um, the, this family had a cat and the toddler loved the cat and decided that one day he wanted to marry the cat. And then he started thinking about it and he realized that the cat can't dance. And at the wedding, people would step on the cat. And he threw this tantrum because he couldn't marry the cat yeah. because of those reasons. Understandable. Right. Sure. <laughs> so um, I, I'm trying to remember what I uh, turned that one into. Um, misguided excuses. <laughs> there it is. Right. Yeah. So um, uh, business owners use similar misguided excuses as to why they can't do something too expensive. My business is different. Don't have the time. Yada, yada, yada. So um, yeah. it's just taking kind of the, the theme of that story and pivoting into a business lesson as, as you did or lessons as you did in that, that email. Yeah. And, 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 here is the key or one of the key lessons from what you just described. That story was findable for you. You were able to take the misguided excuses of the tantrum. I can't marry the cat and turn it into a business lesson because you had already gone through the process of anticipating in your mind. What are some of the, objections that I might experience as I talk to prospects? What are some of the things that my prospects are saying that I need to respond to? So as you listen to this today, dear listeners and viewers, it begins by you doing the work of understanding what are the ideas you wish, wish to share? What are the lessons and the principles that you want to bring to your audience? What are the objections you wish to answer? And when you have those things clear in your mind, what you then want to do is begin to think, how can I deliver this idea, answer this objection, share this principle in a way that's not just educational and lecture and treatise and boring, but can be drawn out in an entertaining way. That's where the stories come in. And so what Adam is describing is going to Reddit, not knowing what he's going to find, reading something and allowing that something to trigger an idea that he's already codified in his mind, this idea of, you know, hey, prospect, cut out all the BS excuses. If you want to grow your business, get to it, call me, and don't be a little baby throwing a tantrum uh, uh, because you can't marry a cat. Yeah. You know, the, the other thing that I've found, which is important, you, you talked about being entertaining and, and engaging. And before I did these daily emails, I sent out a monthly newsletter, email mm-hmm. newsletter, like so many. So did I. Do. And it was painful. It was so painful. I, I struggled. I sat in front of the blank screen. Like, what do I, like, how many ways can I tell people like seven ways to lower your cost per click in Google ads? And, you know, <laughs> 
whatever copywriting tips. Like it was, oh, it was horrible. Right. And then um, I found it from a few sources. And, you know, when once you recognize it, you know that you've been seeing this your whole life where people, they, they take a story and they relate it to the same uh, principles, lessons, you know, what have you that they talked about in a very, you know, or may have talked about in a very boring, straightforward, just the facts, ma'am, kind of, kind of way. And when I made that change, it made the writing so much easier and so much more fun for me to do. Yeah. That if if it wasn't fun for me, I, I would not have written daily emails for whatever, two plus years. Yeah. So that that's another side benefit. By the way, you just prompted a story that I, I'm going to make a note about this. This is going to become an email that I send out shortly. And here's what happened. Uh, earlier today, I posted on LinkedIn a new uh, ebook that I've published called um, Five, uh, what, what is it called? Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame ads, legendary ads, uh, reveal five storytelling secrets to uh, captivate prospects and inspire them to act. I shared this ebook on LinkedIn and, and one of the comments was, oh yes, storytelling is so important to attract prospects. And I actually responded with the very principle that you just said. I I said, yeah, not only does it attract prospects, but they're a whole lot more fun and easy to write. Once you get into the habit of discovering the story, then it's going to be so much easier and so much more fun for you to create your content. And you have prompted me to think, well, I, I just need to take that conversation, this conversation I had with somebody on LinkedIn, and retell that story in order to share the principle. Hey, I was talking to somebody. So many people I talk to think about it only from the perspective of, oh, well, it's effective as a marketing tool. It's effective as a marketing tool, but it's really fulfilling, fun, gratifying, more simple, more more exciting to create content that way. All of us who have ever been in that business of creating newsletters, writing stat heavy posts have felt the drudgery of that. <laughs> you know, the the thing that I I shared about the the spider in the toilet and the dumb guy, I had written about that survey, 78% you know, view email in church. I'd, I'd written about that in some newsletter before. Nobody paid any attention to it. Oh, yet another email about stats, you know, email stats, blah, 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 blah. But when I framed it as a story, A, I had a blast doing it. B, people responded. I got so many replies to that email and people remember it because stories, entertaining stories, captivate and inspire and they're memorable people remember them so yeah i love yeah. <laughs> i love and, and i'll add to that uh, yeah they they remember how you make them feel more That's- than than what you say they'll remember how you make them feel and yeah and, and actually i was thinking about this because i knew we were gonna 
be talking about this today. Um, so I, I have a story, and this is kind of like one of the side benefits that I didn't expect from doing a daily email that you, you, you'll, I'll tell the story and, and, and the, the lesson will become apparent. So 15, 20 years ago, um, I started a drug testing business here in St. Louis and I was going out networking and one of the networking clubs that I went to, uh, got very involved in was Yellow Tie, which mm-hmm. you know of, uh, here in St. Louis. I'm not sure that they're still around, but in any case, I was a regular at all those meetings. And in the course of going to those networking events, I formed relationships, bonds with the people who were also regulars. And they got to know me and like me and trust me. And at some point along the way, I stopped doing drug testing and I started doing Google AdWords. And I went to one of the networking events soon after I made the the switch. And somebody who I had built a relationship over that you know, those, all those years going to the networking meetings introduced me to somebody new and said, this is Adam Kreitman. He's the best Google AdWords uh, expert in St. Louis. I didn't deserve it, uh, but, you know, it, it was like that instant because of that relationship. He knew me, liked me, trusted me. He introduced me as like, this is the guy. Yep. And I found that, Yes, I did get direct business from sending out those daily emails, but I probably got more referral business. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of my referral partners who were reading those emails every day, and it kept me top of mind. And without going to networking events or calling them on the phone and talking on a regular basis, I was reaching out and you know touching them and building this relationship. And they got to know me and like me and trust me even more yep. through those emails. Yep, that's absolutely true. How you make them feel. People like you. People, you're making them smile. You're making them mm-hmm. laugh. You're making them think. You're making them reflect. You're making them feel uh, better informed. And 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 and. They remember you, and as you said, they know, like, and trust you. They'll refer you more. They're more likely to do business with you. So you mentioned Reddit. Let's get back to Reddit for a second, and then yes. I'll just briefly explain the idea. Reddit is a is a, you can join for free. You can create a free account, and then within Reddit are this infinite number of bulletin boards. Well, yeah. They call them subreddits. They are they are around a topic. So there are uh, there are subreddits on storytelling. There are subreddits on hockey. There are subreddits on you name it. There's a topic um, that has a subreddit. And tell us of some of the subreddits that were your go to channels, your go to places to find stories. Uh, probably the biggest one is ask Reddit yeah. where people just post random questions Yeah, and the answers to those are amazing. Um, yeah. 
One of the others that I turned into a week-long series is somebody, and this I'm sure this was Ask Reddit. It was something along the lines of, um, you, if you are able to sell a brick to somebody for a thousand dollars, and if you did that, you would get a million dollars. How would you sell that brick to somebody? Uh-huh. And it was it was a brilliant lesson in sales, like because some people added the bonus, right? Uh, buy this brick and you'll get a free car. Yeah. Uh, and then there were people who like did the story, who built up this whole story around the brick, how it used to be part of the Vatican. And <laughs> like all the bricks were destroyed and only 12 cardinals got like the bricks that were left. And then like one died, like it was just like amazing story. And so like using stories to, to, uh, to increase the value of something. Yep. Uh, yep. There was, there was a relationship. Like I would just go to my wife and say, Hey, give me a thousand dollars for this brick. Trust me. Uh, you know, yeah. like that, that sort of thing. Like, um, so it was this amazing lesson in all these, uh, you know, sales tactics, sales strategies, yeah. marketing strategies. Yeah. And again, I could just tell people the strategy or I could share these amazing comments that people had on, you know, how they would sell this brick to somebody for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And so a a lot of times something that you find in Reddit, you can draw from it, you can retell it. And that alone acts as the parable or the fable or the the story with a moral that that provides the principle and the lesson that you want to share. Other times in Reddit, you will find stuff that is just garbage, that's, that's just perpetuating myths and idiocy. And uh, I know that you've tapped that vein quite a bit, as have I. I I am very fond of going to the subreddit marketing, and there's one called Ask Marketing. And I'll look for people who are asking questions that are relevant to my audience. Um, And then oftentimes what I'll do is I'll look for commonly spouted advice that's been posted as a response that's bad advice. And I'll use that to tell a myth-busting story. I've written many emails where I say, yeah, I I was uh, hanging out on one of my favorite marketing forums. So-and-so asked such and such, or some some guy asked a question, here's the question, and here's what one of the people said. Bad advice, mm-hmm. here's why. And I've told yes. the story, and people are plugging in and paying attention in a way that would be so different um, if I was just spouting the lecture, you know, some people sometimes say blah, 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 and this is bad advice. Framing it just in that way gets people's attention, draws people in, pulls them along. Uh, share a little bit more of, of where you've gone on Reddit, and then let's talk about some other places that we uh, tap into for stories. Oh, I can't think of any specific Reddit threads off the top of my mind. Uh, like, you know, marketing, uh, there's a pay-per-click one that I'll go to. Um, yeah. Yeah, again, same thing. It's usually to find the, the bad advice and the people who come off as experts or like to think they're experts and just peel below the surface and they don't really know what they're talking about. Yep. Um, I'll, and- I'll mention one that, that you just recently shared with me. You sent me a, a text four or five days ago uh, of a new 
subreddit that you found that was, um, uh, I think it's called something like worst advice ever or something like that. <laughs> and it, it, it's just people sharing stories about the worst advice they've ever received. And I, I, I want to share something with you because I'm not now going to share with you an example of here's one that I found, here's the resulting email or blog post because I've not gotten that far. But here's how far I've gotten. I spent some time going through that subreddit after you shared it with me and I flagged multiple posts that made me smile, made me laugh, were intriguing. And even at the moment that I, at the moment that I found them, I didn't think to myself, ah, I know exactly what I'm going to say in the email. But what I thought to myself is there's a story here. There's an email here. And that's part of my practice. I don't know if this is is how you used to do it. But one of my practices is to think in terms of filling an idea bucket. And the idea is here is a source. Here's something that is going to spark an idea. Here's a story that I can tap into. I don't know right now what it's going to be, but every once in a while when I'm looking to generate ideas, I'll return to the Reddit posts that I've saved and I'll read back through them. And then at a particular moment, that particular moment in time, one of them will scream out at me as, oh, you know what? This post is relevant to that question that a client asked me the other day or that objection that a prospect raised the other day or that idea that I know I want to share with my list in the next week or so. And and so going through finding the things that kind of entertain you, made you smile, prompted a response are a great way for you to fill an idea bucket and then set aside time and be systematic about going back to that. Is that a practice that you uh, employed when you were doing the daily email? I did something very similar, yes. So I had an Evernote note. And whenever I was going through Reddit or, you know, we'll touch on some of the other sources of information or conversation I had or just a random thought popped into my head, I would put it in that Evernote note and my, my morning schedule, when I was doing these daily emails, I would get to my computer each morning. First thing I would do is pound out an email and I didn't necessarily send it out that day. I, you know, I saved them, but I just, I got in the habit of writing every day, every morning, first thing. And I would open up that Evernote doc and I'd say, okay, what, what speaks to me today? And that's, that's what I would write about. Yeah, perfect. And I want to make a note here. You do not, those of you who are listening and watching, you do not have to be committed to this idea of daily email. But this is applicable to if you're doing social posts on a regular basis, if you're writing a blog, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, monthly, whatever it may be, all of us have been there where we're sitting in front of that screen thinking, now what? And so all of what we're talking about applies. Don't get hung up on this idea that Adam and I are trading stories of our daily or, or multiple time a week emails. It, it's certainly helpful for that if you're taking on that commitment, but it helps you if you're doing weekly stuff, if you're doing monthly stuff, it just helps for you to create informational, entertaining content 
at whatever frequency you choose. So, Adam, let's let's talk about some other sources um, besides Reddit. Yeah, so you know I don't spend a ton of time on social media um, other than Reddit. Uh, But one of my favorite emails that I ever wrote, uh, I had to go and check something on LinkedIn for whatever reason. And uh, one of the first stories at the top of the, the thread there was this saleswoman who was talking about this strategy that she used to like 5X her sales. Mm-hmm. And um, basically she was talking about sending personalized sales videos to uh, you know, all of these prospects. And she was talking about the specific numbers, about you know, the conversion rates and how many people took her up on the offer for a follow-up and on and on and on. And how like this is the best thing since sliced bread. Now, part of the reason I noticed this thread is that this woman's profile picture was next to it. And she was gorgeous. I mean, like close to supermodel level, like she was just beautiful. And, you know, I'm happily married. My, if I showed her picture to my wife, she'd be like, oh yeah, she's hot. Like, (laughs) <laughs> like she was just a very attractive woman, right? Uh-huh. So I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, of course video worked for you, right? <laughs> and, and and I was like, am I the only one that's thinking this? So like it's the only time I think I've ever gone through the comments on on a Reddit thread. Uh, uh, a LinkedIn thread, right? Yeah. A LinkedIn, sorry. Yeah. And um and <laughs> like there are all these people, oh my God, I'm gonna try this. This is such a great idea, blah, blah, blah. And then like 15 down, there's this guy who's like so sweet. He's like, I think I'm too ugly for this to work for me. (laughs) Thank you. I'm not the only one. Um, So I turned that into a, a email about um, it's, it's not the tactics, it's the strategy behind them. And, And it kind of gets back to what you were talking about before, like daily emails work for us, but like it may not work for everybody. So like right. use your natural talents, what you're good at, what you enjoy. Um, so yeah, uh, that was, um, I think the headline was this, this, this tactic won't work if you're ugly. Yeah, there it is. There it is. And, and yeah. So again, this, this principle of it's about strategy, not the tactics and don't get so hung up on tactics and tools. You and I both subscribe to that. Uh, uh, to that principle very, very oh, yeah. much. And, and it's, a, it's a core principle that governs our approach to marketing and the approach that we want to share with our, our clients and our prospects. And, and you can only say it as a speech or a lecture so many times. And really, the first time you say it, it's like, yeah, I've heard that speech before. Thanks. Right. But exactly. you frame it as... You know, hey, supermodel starts touting the the magic power of video marketing, and uh, you know, hey, I have a face for email, right? <laughs> not for not for video marketing, and right. all of a sudden you've you've sort of made a point in a really entertaining and interesting way. That's that's a really good one. I'll and, I'll share and well, and and that strategy versus tactics. Yep, 
I talked about that dozens and dozens of times over right. you know, the, the couple years of writing those emails. But it was always there's always just like this unique spin on it because of the story. Right. And you talked about it dozens and dozens of times. And because you applied a unique spin and because there was story behind it and entertainment behind it, no one thought to myself, there Adam goes again talking about that same old boring thing. People read the emails top to bottom, got to the call to action. They didn't necessarily, you know, uh, only a small number of people at any given time might act on, hey, I'm going to schedule a call. But they're tuned in. They're paying attention. You're top of mind. If they're a referral agent, they're going to be sharing your name with people on those days that people are saying, I need somebody who can help me with with search or with copywriting or whatever it might be. And, And so... It's a key idea, you know, that that whatever business we're in, there's a really finite list of things that we need to say. Don't get hung up on this idea that how am I going to say something, you know, I only have so much to say. You can always find a twist and an angle and a hook if you're looking for stories in the right places. So Reddit, social media, where else? Amazon reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazon reviews. There's, Give us an example. There's one. I, I found this one. So uh, uh, the headline of this email was runaway 12 foot beach ball leaves trail of destruction. <laughs> that was it. What was the book? It wasn't a book. It was actually somebody bought a 12-foot beach ball on Amazon. Oh, of course. I, I, I went to right. books. It was a beach ball. Right. So, so the, I remember the, you telling uh, me this the story. The review was, the wind picked it up and sent it hurling down the beach at about 40 knots. It destroyed everything in its path. Children screamed in terror at the giant inflatable monster that crushed their sandcastles. Grown men were knocked down trying to save their families. <laughs> The faster we chased it, the faster it rolled. It was like it was mocking us. Eventually, we had to stop running uh, after it uh, because the path of injury and destruction was going to cost us a fortune in legal fees. <laughs> and then this is my favorite part. because rumor has it that it can still be seen stalking innocent families on the Florida panhandle. <laughs> we lost it in South Carolina, though, so there's something to be said about its durability. <laughs> okay, so... That was literally somebody's review of some giant beach ball that they bought. And how did you turn that into a marketing lesson? So often in life and business, things don't turn out quite as you expect them to. Uh, Like the time my partners and I launched our beautiful redesigned new and improved website, only to see revenue crash and burn like a failed North Korean missile launch. Or restructuring an old AdWords campaign according to best practices only to see traffic. Uh, shrivel up like a slug doused in salt. And I, I go on for from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like there's always lessons. There's always a connection to, to be made. Yeah. And, and incidentally, so that, that um, story about the redesigned new and improved website that uh, my partners and I built that crashed, I use that because, you know, Personal experience is a great place to find stories. Personal. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so that story 
I turned that into another weekly uh, series where five lessons learned from this catastrophic failure we had. Yep. And um, yeah, incidentally, I, I don't know if you found this, but there are a few times where I've shared like fall on the sword, you know, I screwed up, like come, come look at my failure type stories and people gobble that up for whatever people, reason. People love it. And the reason that, that people love it is because you're being honest. You, you are, you know, the, a person who's willing to admit their mistakes is somebody that you're more likely to trust. Um, they're not putting on airs. They're not, you know, spouting just a bunch of look at me, look how great I am BS. And, and there's human connection in this, yeah. you know, and the authenticity, yeah. the authenticity. Exactly. Exactly. And and I want to go back. I, I may have lost the exact wording, but you, you said your own personal experiences, stories from your own personal experiences, write it down, everybody. That is so, so key. And don't get hung up on this idea that sharing your personal stuff, it should be nobody's business and you don't want to uh you don't want to go there lift the veil take off the mask be willing to share stuff from your own life there's gold in those experiences and when you share them people people dig it people like it people connect with you i one of my most popular emails is a story that I told about going fishing with my son. So I taught, or, or at least I introduced my son to fly fishing. And by the time he was in college, he was much better than I was. He was going to college out in Colorado. I went out to visit him. We go out fly fishing one day. It's in February. We're out, snow is on the ground. And we go out fly fishing. We spend maybe three hours out fly fishing. And he catches in three hours, 45 trout. And I catch two. <laughs> and after it's all done, I say to him, you know, how do you do it? You know, what, what's, what's the secret? How can you be so good at this? And his answer was, I put my fly on the water. And I thought, he was going to give me some answer about, oh, I understand stream flow and I pay attention to the insects that are hatching and all that. And that is part of it with, with fly fishing. But the, that answer, I put my fly on the water. In other words, he's out there working, moving, fishing, 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 fishing. Meanwhile, I'm staring at the scenery. I'm futzing around, changing flies. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, thinking about stuff, trying to figure stuff out. And there was a great business lesson there that, and, and the email that I wrote talked about the fact that we spent a lot of time focusing on mastery, trying to understand the stream flow and the insects and all that stuff. And yes, it's important, but at some point you just have to get out there and get to work, put your fly on the water. And the more you have your fly on the water, the more fish you'll catch, the more your business will grow. It was a really cool and um, 
important business idea. And people responded like crazy. I got so many replies to this in part because everybody loves a father, son, parent, kid story. That's what made it hooky. That's what made it authentic. But underneath it was a valuable business lesson. Just imagine trying to tell that, that or share that idea without the story, without the hook. You know, it, it's just yet another boring business principle lecture. And you can find a million of them if you look. They're not hard to find. But the ones that people remember are the ones like this that we just described. Yeah. Other examples. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I was relatively guarded as far as sharing personal stuff. Yep, me too. Um, but, but there are ways that you can do it. Uh, and draw on personal experiences, excuse me, personal stories uh, without revealing details, information, whatever that you just don't want to share for whatever reason. Absolutely. And and one of the things that I've learned um, is, you know, you don't, you don't want to share details or stories about family members without telling them you're going to do it. And in effect, asking their permission, um, you may have a, the, the, you you may have relatives or friends or whatever who who don't care. But you know, be sensitive to that. If you're going to lift the veil, especially on somebody else's life, let them know and and tell them my my son was honored and thrilled that I was going to share that story. Um, and uh, but but do it do it carefully. And and as Adam noted. You don't have to, you know, dive into stuff that you don't want to reveal. Yeah, I, I did not re, I did not reveal any deeply personal experiences or stories or anything from family life. The ones yep. that I shared were kind of like what you did, like going yep. fishing with your son. Um, yep. You know, just keep it kind of higher level. Yep. Yep. And and. Uh, I like to, uh, I've written about my dog, my, my dog moose. He's a 60 pound, uh, golden doodle brown looks like a big hairy moose. And, uh, I wrote one recently. I, this one was an example of, I was sitting there, I saw it and it immediately clicked the story that I could, could tell. He was standing out on the patio still as a statue staring at the treetops. And I, and when I, saw him, I realized he does this all the time. And what he's doing is he's standing out on the back patio, waiting, waiting, waiting for a squirrel to fall out of a tree <laughs> so that he can pounce and get himself, you know, uh, you know capture some treasure. And, <laughs> and uh, um, what a great metaphor for how so many business people operate, you know, where they sort of put themselves out there on the internet and then stand still and wait for, you know, customers to fall in their lap. Um, okay. It doesn't work that way. And, and Moose has never caught a squirrel that way. And very few business people have landed prospects and customers that way. And it was a very simple 
story to tell about, hey, you have to develop you know, the same principles that you were talking about before. You have to develop a strategy. You have to know what you're doing. You have to implement steps. You have to go to work. You have to put your fly on the water. All of these ideas that are being delivered in an informative and entertaining way. You have another one for us? Well, I mean, anything really. I mean, I've gotten story ideas from YouTube videos. Uh, I saw one once it was Canadian roulette where (laughs) two guys are standing a few feet apart from one another on the ice, each with a sledgehammer. Yep. (laughs) And they take turns hitting the ice by the other guy to see who falls through first, which is completely different from Russian roulette. But anyway, not know, that so different. I, I forget. I forget what it's, de- it's death into. defying, right? Yeah. It, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think uh, uh, Canadians are probably more used to cold water than, than uh, many of us are here. Yeah. So, <laughs> Fair um, enough. So what's the business lesson? Uh, I have to see if I could find it. Um, I think you have to understand your audience. Mm-hmm. Like the R- Russian roulette and Canadian roulette are very different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it, yeah. it, and it might've been a little bit of a stretch, but again, like it's not so much what I said, it's the way that I said it. And people yeah. still like, yeah. they'll remember that Canadian roulette imagery. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I, I wrote it and I still, I don't even remember exactly what, uh, what the lessons were. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we've been talking about this approach of you just find something on Reddit or YouTube or, or you're out on your back patio and you see your dog do something and it triggers a story. It, it can happen in reverse as well. We talked about this idea that you have ideas and principles that you want to share. Yes. And, and, Oftentimes what I will do is I'll start with the principle or the idea and then I'll think, all right, what's a story I can tell that can be the parable, the fable that that reveals that idea? And oftentimes I'll lean into the movies or television or, um, you know, something uh, some form of entertainment. I'll give you a great example of that. One of the key marketing principles that I like to teach, one of the persuasion principles, is the notion of social proof, that that people will follow the crowd. And if you can demonstrate that, that what you offer is popular with people and, and, and uh, that, that, that there is a crowd of people who like what you have, then others will follow. And, you know, even just then, as I'm saying that, I'm thinking, well, okay, this is sounding a little bit boring. And it does sound a little bit boring. How many lectures and and little treatises have you heard about this whole notion of social proof and testimonials and you need to have, you know, good quotes and case studies? Okay, great. Well, what I did is, is I noted that I had recently rewatched one of my favorite scenes in one of my favorite movies. And the scene, the movie was when Harry uh, met Sally. And the scene is when Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal go to a deli and Meg and, and Billy have um, been together 
years ago. You know, they were uh, they were lovers years ago. And Meg makes some comment about you know women faking it. And Billy, proud man that he is, um, Harry, the character Harry says, "Oh well, you know, I would know if you faked it." And and Sally, played by Meg Ryan, says, oh, you would, would you? And uh, he says, oh, yeah, you know, I would know. Nobody, you know, no woman has ever done that with me. And she proceeds to take a bite of her sandwich and then, you know, hope the Apple and Google and Spotify folks don't mind. <laughs> she she begins to moan and groan and fake the big O. <laughs> and poor Harry is sitting there embarrassed because the whole deli hears this thing and the whole scene sets up the gag in the final line when at the table next to Harry and Sally are a couple of old women and one of the woman, women, the waiter comes to her table and after Meg Ryan, Sally has done this whole thing. She turns to Sally points and says, I'll have what she's having. And it's a great, funny joke that sets up the lesson that when you demonstrate that somebody has had great success or fulfillment or whatever as a result of something, in this case, a turkey sandwich on rye, all of the people who see that are going to say, I want the turkey sandwich on rye. Same goes for your products and services. So I tell a funny story from directly from the movie to set up a business idea. I've shared stories from uh, Groundhog Day. I've shared stories from Seinfeld. I've shared stories from all sorts of stuff that I've seen. Interviews with uh, Eddie Murphy and other other people where something they said on an interview on 60 Minutes I've, I've pulled from prompts a little business story, a business lesson. So, uh, no. yeah, go ahead. No, I, the idea of going in reverse. Thanks for listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business-building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs>